Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Holly Goodman, shareholder with Gunster in Southern Florida. On the program, we span the globe, having received updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. Today, we are connecting with one of our members in Mississippi. Joining us on the program is Tim Lindsay, attorney with Butler Snow. How are you doing today, Tim? I'm doing well. Thank you, Holly. Great. Tim is going to be updating us on the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act, the MMCA, and what it means for employers. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, you can find Tim's article in the description of this podcast. Tim, can you start off by providing a brief overview of the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act for our listeners? Yes, Holly. On February the 2nd of this year, Governor Tate Reeves signed into law Mississippi's marijuana law, which I think is the way most people think of it, but it's the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act is the official title. In that act, it basically authorizes the use of marijuana or cannabis for treatment of certain conditions. In Mississippi, those conditions are called debilitating medical conditions, and there are specific diseases and and other issues that patients may suffer from that are qualifying for the use of medical marijuana, such as cancer, Parkinson's disease, post-traumatic stress syndrome, and all of these can also be found on the Mississippi State Department of Health's website. The bulk of the act itself actually goes to the licensing and registration of facilities such as dispensaries, cultivating facilities, and also an application for physicians as well that would qualify for prescribing such medical use, and also patients. There will be a patient registry that will be maintained by the Department of Health. It sounds like a lot of the terms of the statute relate to the procedural actions necessary in order to implement medical marijuana in the state. But in your article, you mention that the MMCA appears to bend over backward in protecting Mississippi employers and their existing relationships with employees. Can you elaborate on this? Certainly. Mississippi was the 37th state to enact one of these laws. And I think perhaps that benefited our legislature in debating on what kind of statute they want or what kind of act they want in authorizing this. And I guess observing other issues in other states that were early in the game with medical marijuana, we have a lot of provisions within the act itself that address the employer and their responsibilities or lack thereof, essentially. For instance, in Section 7 of the Act, there's, it's titled Limitations. There's nine subpart provisions in that particular section, and eight of them deal directly with an employer. The most, I guess, most comforting of all of them is where the provision itself says that this Act will not be construed to prohibit an employer from even refusing to hire someone who is being treated with medical cannabis or test positive with medical cannabis in a drug test no requirement to accommodate, no requirement to make any kind of modifications to jobs, and even termination of an employee, even though they may have a medical card. Then there's another section that's called discrimination that's prohibited. That's Section 8, which follows the limitations. Well, that's where you think you would find something that says about an employer's relationship with an employee. Well, it does, but that section really only deals with parental rights. You can't be discriminated against. You can't be denied child custody or visitation rights because you're a medical card holder for the prescription of marijuana. You can't be denied the right to purchase firearms. That's covered under the discrimination prohibited. As it concerns the employer, 
it says under discrimination section, it says nothing in this chapter shall be construed to affect the existing legal relationship between an employer and an employee or any existing law or recognition relating to such relationship. And in Mississippi, we're still pretty much a strong at-will state with very few exceptions. So the act itself really goes out of its way in multiple areas to basically say it's a status quo type thing. This act does not change anything between the employer and employee. And of course, I think a lot of that has to do with many members of our legislature, business owners themselves. So it sounds like for employers in Mississippi that an employer can still refuse to hire or take disciplinary action, including termination of an employee who tests positive for marijuana in a drug test, even if that employee is registered with the medical marijuana patient registry. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Yeah, it almost repeats it in two separate areas that the employer's right to do so is not prohibited under this act. One thing that I did notice, though, is that it sounds like a lot of the medical conditions that would qualify a patient for a medical marijuana card also would likely qualify as either disabilities under the Americans with Disabilities Act or as serious health conditions under the Family Medical Leave Act. Is there anything employers in Mississippi should be mindful of in navigating both the ADA and the FMLA in connection with this law? Yes. I mean, the fact that the act really does not change much in the way of, for instance, an employer's current drug testing policy. The fact is that all of those debilitating medical conditions that are identified in the legislation would more than likely qualify as either a disability or a serious health condition, disability under the ADA or a serious health condition under the FMLA. So employers are still going to have to be mindful of that. I can you know, foresee that there could be a challenge, for instance, if someone tests positive on a drug test or if they just reveal the fact that I have a medical marijuana card and they're, they're not hired. Well, they, they can't sue under this act, but the potential's there that they could claim they were perceived as disabled. Or, or if they're a current employee, they can say they were denied the right to leave for treatment. So if an employee has a serious health condition, for instance, under the FMLA, and they need to be off for treatment of that condition, it's not necessarily the focus of what that treatment is. It's whether it's a serious health condition. Do you have any final tips or words of wisdom for employers in Mississippi as they start to navigate this new world of medical marijuana cards? I think my primary word to at least my clients, and I represent management side of things, so I want to make that clear. My primary advice has been that, you know, as an employer, you want to be sympathetic. I don't have any clients that intend to terminate somebody because they have a medical marijuana card. And in fact, You know, they want to be sympathetic to an employee's plight when they have some type of a debilitating condition as those that are identified in there. So we're probably going to be doing some tweaking to some of these policies that will, much like if if someone tests positive for a narcotic, but they have a prescription for it, we will probably treat it the same way. As long as there's no impairment to perform their job, and since the act itself will allow us to prevent ingestion of cannabis or marijuana on premises, we will probably still continue to do that to enforce that. So it sounds like the takeaway here for Mississippi employers is that they should take a hard look at their current drug testing policies and make a decision as to how they want to move forward in light of this change in the law. And if any employers do have questions about that, I'm sure that they can gladly reach out to Tim at Butler Snow. This has been a very interesting discussion. Thank you, Tim, for your time. Thank you, Holly, for having me.
If you'd like to connect with Tim Lindsay, please click on his name in the podcast description. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. You can also look through our upcoming and on-demand webinars, download articles and white papers, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Holly Goodman, and thanks for listening.